everybody, welcome to this tough edition of the Choose Well Program Podcast. I'm Mr. Brown, your host, and in this episode, we're going to give a con- show you, share with you a conversation with myself and Stephanie Fagan. She put me in the hot seat again, and she asked me some tough questions about hypocrisy, parenting, and this is just overall tough conversation. I, 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 I said this, that sometimes we as parents may feel the guilt of being hypocrites when we tell our kids not to do something that we've done in the past. And I believe this, that's not being a hypocrite. That's called being a parent. And I'll talk more about that in our conversation. So thank you for joining us this uh, episode of the Tuesday Program Podcast. If you're first time joining us, thank you. We're all about making better choice, live better life. And our goal with the Tuesday Program is to help schools make better school cultures one choice at a time. And the reason we're talking to parents, because parents, guess what? You are part of the school culture. You are the reason our kids go to school, because if you didn't have kids, they wouldn't be having a school at all. So I believe we need to work together as educators, students, and parents to help make better school culture. So some of these podcasts will be toward parents, not telling you what to do, but giving you some ideas and giving you some encouragement, because guess what? It is hard being a parent. I know it's hard. But it's also rewarding. So we're going to encourage you through this podcast, again, not to be a hypocrite, but to stand up and be who you are as a parent to help your kids. And I got a lot of stuff to say about parenting. We'll talk more about that later. But right now, enjoy this conversation with myself and Stephanie, more of a Q&A time about parenting and even specifically being a hypocrite because we don't want to be hypocrites. Oh, no. <laughs> As a parent, some people say, well, I've heard kids say, well, my parents are hypocrites because they used to smoke and now they don't smoke. That's not being a hypocrite. If your parents used to smoke cigarettes and they're telling you now don't smoke cigarettes, that's being a parent. Mm -hmm. If they're currently smoking cigarettes and doing stuff, that's being hypocritical. Mm -hmm. But if they're saying, hey, I learned from this in that good direction. And even in some senses, like if you're underage, you're doing these things, that's that's still being a parent, even if I'm still doing it. But I'd rather be a better role model and not doing it. But the point is someone telling you something that, that they know hurt them. It's trying to help you. Yeah. It's not about being a hypocrite. It's not that at all. And, I, and I, I'm honest with my kids. And I, as they get older, I'll share more of the bad choices I made and the consequences that came with them. Yeah. And this is why I'm telling you this, because this happened, this happened, this happened. And you, and you can't beat the system. Like, I was talking to a young lady who was, she was upset with her parents, her mom and her stepdad, because of all the drug, drug abuse in their family. Mm-hmm. And it caused a lot of problems. She was upset about it. Well, he was gone for a while. Now he's back in the family. They re- they reconciled, but there's still some pain there. Then she goes to tell me that her mom allows her to get high with her, her stepdad. She's in eighth grade. And I'm like, what? And, and so she's telling me stories. Sometimes when students tell me stories, my first thought is like, okay, if this is true, this is bad. If this is a lie... This is bad. (laughs) Either way, whatever, this is a bad situation. So I verified some stuff with the school. They couldn't tell me all this situation, but they kind of said, yeah, that she's in a bad situation. Well, I began to talk to her. I was like, so you're smoking weed. And I said, and your parents smoke weed and cause you problems. She said, yeah, my grandparents did too. I said, look, your daughter's going to end up in the same place you are. She said, "Uh uh-uh, no, she's not. I said, think about it. If your grandparents did it, your parents did it, now you're doing it. How's it going to be different for your kid? She's like, I never thought of that. And that's what I love to hear. Yeah. Did you you never thought of that? Great. Now you can now think you're about, it. about it. If you continue down this path, do you want your daughter to go through the same pain you're going through because of choices your parents made? You need to make a change. And I, I love the fact that she can make that change. Mm-hmm. The gang rape. The I'm smoking pot. 
I mean, I'm sure people, students, little kids open up to you because they feel safe with mm -hmm. you. Um, how do you handle those situations? Nothing surprises me anymore. Mm -hmm. I think because I talked about earlier, the human condition hasn't changed. Yeah. This stuff has been going on for years. Sometimes you look at a kid and go, how could you, are you going through that? I, I would never, I would never guess that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think one of the things I say to students is you never know what somebody's going through because you don't. You can guess, you can assume, but you never know what somebody's really going through. And these kids tell me these stories, and I'm like, whoa. Like, I, I have tried to have empathy for them. Mm -hmm. I try not to internalize it. Like, I can change it. Like, I can do anything myself. Um, but, yeah, there's times I had to report. I literally had to go and tell the office, and the police got involved. And I even told the student, unless you can tell me stuff. But if you tell me some stuff, that I, I have to report it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, I think some students came to me on purpose so I would you report would. it yeah, because they didn't feel safe to tell anyone else. And so, yeah, I've reported some stuff in the past. And so, and I'm not trying to betray their confidence, but listen, and I, one, one situation was really bad. This was, this was one I never forget. So this young lady, she had been doing drugs, drinking, her parents knew she'd sneak out or whatever. And so she would talk to me when I come to school once a month, kind of talk about where she is. One day she came to me after I, after I spoke, she came to me, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, I did good this weekend. I only, I only drunk one glass of vodka, eighth grade. I'm like, uh, well, kind, well, yeah, you know, so mm -hmm. just try to help them, right? So come turn out, she started spending nights at her friend's house. Um, her parents said, okay, spend nights at her friend's house. But come to find out, she was sneaking into her her friend's boy, brother's room and having sex with him, right? And so she, she tells me this, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this has got to stop. I said, either A, I'm going to tell your parents or you're going to tell your parents, mm -hmm. bottom line. I care about you. I'm glad we have this relationship. You can tell me, but this is not a good thing. This is this cannot continue to happen. Your parents yeah. know about the drug use and the, the smoking, and yeah. the drinking and stuff, and they've been trying to help you with that. But this this is something different. Yeah. And so, and you know, and so I said I can go with you with you with your parents and tell them, but this has to come out. Mm -hmm. And and we did. We went to her parents. Look, you can't keep going over there. Yeah. He, this and I and this is the older boy. Um, the, her friend didn't know. I'm like, this is not a good situation. No. And so, so I had to, and, and, and this, this young lady, she's an adult now, she's got kids and mm -hmm. she's on Facebook, but I mean, I want to help these kids navigate their tough situation. If they mm -hmm. feel like they can tell me stuff, great, I can help them. But at the end of the day, I need to get you the best help. I, I love you enough for you not to like me anymore. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm okay with you not liking me because I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here to help help you navigate these difficult years of your mm -hmm. life. And so it's great you think I'm cool and all, but at the end of the day, I want to help you. And I'm grateful I'm able to have proximity to these kids and be close enough and be somebody they can trust to be somebody who like i like to say i'm not a role i'm not a perfect role model mm -hmm. i'm an imperfect role model and i'm willing to do that i'm mm -hmm. willing to be an imperfect role model um, because they need somebody to look up to and listen i'm imperfect like you are like everybody else but i'm willing to say unlike some professional athletes i can be a role model well that makes you relatable um the fact that you have your flaws the fact that you've had your you know the choices you've made haven't always been the best ones. You know, they see that and they can relate to you and it makes you more real to them. And earlier you asked me about my kids. Has it, has it changed since I've been a father? Uh, in this one, a lot of ways, but one way is that I share my family with the kids that I mm -hmm. speak to. I share my life. Yeah. That's why we have the, uh, the YouTube channel Life with the Browns and we need to do more on that. But I like to share my life. That I'm a normal guy with family. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not... With this or that, I'm kind of actually born. I remember some kids who live in this neighborhood when they first realized who I was and I lived. They came to the door, sell some cookies, and they opened open the open door. They're like, and they, could, they, they was like looking at me and like, you're, you're like you're Mr. Brown. And you know, it's funny because after a while, they would come ring the doorbell, ask me to come out and play. 
cute. And so we come out and play Mr. Brown. So me and my kids would go out. We'd play with them for a while, but then they got older. It's like, oh, it's just Mr. Brown. And now it's just like a wave high. I'm not all. I'm not. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. just a normal guy and i want them to know that but i think sharing my family with them i, I have struggles i gotta work get my kids i gotta do th- different things life is life and we're all we're all in the human experience together and so i don't want to be this celebrity superstar i want to be a normal person who i think life is great I get a few every now and then, or I get a lot of letters from kids, mm-hmm. but I don't get a lot from like years, but I just recently got one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was leaving the coffee shop and this kid walked, this not a kid anymore, he's 27, he walked up oh, to wow. me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that kid anymore. He walked up to me, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, he stopped me. And this is the second time I actually met him. Um, I met him at a, a, I was at Simpson University and I was recruiting and he had, he spoke to me for a little bit, but I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And he reminded me, oh yeah, I remember that. So uh, he remembered me from speaking at school 12 years ago. And he mm-hmm. said that day I changed his life. And uh, so I brought him in. We interviewed him. So if you check out our podcast, uh, conversation, no, not conversations, uh, the Choose Well Program podcast, mm-hmm. or you can check out uh, The Mr. Brown Show. I, I had him come on both those shows and share mm-hmm. his story with me. It's a two-part uh, episode, but he just shared how that day he was a bully. He was an undercover bully. Mm-hmm. He had... Um, he, he was hurting inside. He wanted other people to hurt. But when I came and started talking about choices, I related to him and talking about how he can have the power to choose. And mm-hmm. he just it just blew his mind that he can be different because he wanted to be different. He yeah. just didn't know how. Aww. And so he, he shares the story better than I did. But I was like, you know what? That's really cool to hear. And so I get letters like that. And, and especially the ones that have been really impactful to me is I make videos. So your mm-hmm. students are watching my videos. And I, I give letters from students from all over the country telling me their stories. And even teachers telling me how kids are... Like like one, she said, this kid would always blow up and get angry. But when they watched the video about um, when I said let the let it be like water off your back, like a mm-hmm. duck's back or something. Yeah. And oh, to, to love the, that one. <laughs> that one was great. I forgot that one actually. When she told me, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I did make a video about that. Um, but she said this kid literally did that. Was mm-hmm. outside in the hallway, so you know, I got let's go off my back, water like a duck, and just went and just let it go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that was amazing for that kid. And so I've had that kind of experience. That parents reach out to me say, whatever you told my kid, it made a difference because they're different. They're they're really different they are yeah. doing this and doing that and so for me that's that's great and so i think there's probably many i don't get to hear but i'm grateful for the ones i do get to hear because yeah. i believe it's truth and it's not and here's the thing i don't take credit like it's me i, I take credit i give god I, i'm grateful to god to give me an opportunity mm-hmm. but the truth is i am watering seeds that teachers have planted parents have planted um i get to plant some seeds that other people water it's, it's a joint effort i mean because as a teacher you i came to your classroom i said some things and you probably said i said that but the kids didn't hear it. And you're like, duh, right? Right? <laughs> right? You're like, I said it all the time, right? But now I'm like, Mr. Brown said, right? Guess what? There'll be people in my kids' life who will say things I've been teaching them all this time. And they'll be like, wow, Mr. So-and-so said, or my teacher said. I'm like, I'll be like, great. I'm not going to take credit. I'm not like, well, I said, all- no, no, it ain't about that. You heard it differently. You got it. Hey, it's all good. Because if I hadn't planted that seed, you might not have heard it. Exactly. And so as a teacher, yeah. you get to plant that seed. And guess what? If I come in and say it and you hadn't planted that seed, it may not grow. So I look at it as agriculture with kids. I get to plant some seeds. I get to water some seeds. I'm grateful that that it grows. Period. Well, some people water. Some people put a little bit of sun towards it. <laughs> yep. You know, it's a little bit of everywhere. Some, some people cut the weeds. Some people are fertilizing. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, some people put, some people adults, put manure right? on it. <laughs> there you go. That manure probably, yeah. <laughs> Stinky, but hey, probably it helps works. out a lot. And sometimes I say things that make kids mad. They don't like what I've said. Yeah. Hey, 
but it, it got you thinking. When it comes to all these big issues that our world kind of fights over and very divisive over, I have to look at this. At the end of the day, there's people at the end of all of those categories, all those mm-hmm. topics you brought up. There's people at the end of them, whether it's abortion, transgender, homosexuality, whether Black Lives Matter, social justice. There's people that we have to deal with. And I believe this, all people were made in the image of God and they all have value. So I got to value the people that are part of these situations, that are stakeholders when it comes to these conversations, COVID as well. Who are the stakeholders involved in this? How do I approach this with humanity in mind? Mm-hmm. If I disagree with you, I got to remember your humanity. I got to remember to treat you like a person that has value because you could be right. I could be right. You could be wrong. I could be wrong. I want you to treat me with, with human, with respect and remember my humanity when I'm wrong and when I'm right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I approach it. Do I have some strong views on things? Yeah, I got some strong views on things, but I'm, I want to communicate those in love. And one of my favorite Bible verses, I can't quote, I can't quote the address right now, but uh, to speak the truth in love. I mean, I, I want you to speak the truth in love. My doctor, I want my doctor to speak the truth in love. If I got an issue in my body, don't be like, oh, don't tip around the tulips. If I got a brain tumor, let me know so we can do something about it, right? Yeah. Don't tip around the tulips because you like me, because you think I'm cool. You don't want to disappoint me or hurt my day, hurt my feelings. No, let's get to the truth. Let's get to what really matters. And I think sometimes we're we're dealing with people with kit gloves, as they say. Like we just just don't I don't hurt your feelings. Listen, ain't about your feelings because the feelings will come and go. Let's start with some truth because you can tell me all you can tell me I'm the greatest ever and greatest ever. And I like like for example, American Idol when it first came out, all these people getting on stage can't sing a lick. You can't even. I, I have a good story about this. Keep going, though. I, I can't sing. I know that. And how mad would I be if I got to that stage and I'm in front of America singing and everybody's going, what in the world is wrong with this guy? And I'm mad because you rejected me from the show. I'm looking at my family. Why ain't y'all tell the brother? Y'all don't love me enough. Y'all want me. You know, I would be upset if I thought because my family loved me so much, they thought I could sing and I can't sing. Can I tell you? Yeah, please Side do. Side note, the- little story. And this is funny because my daughter loved American Idol. We used to watch it a lot when she was little. And I always would tell her, I said, Sav, I love you. I love you. Don't ever go on American Idol. <laughs> Don't. Because you're not going to go on there and say, well, my mom said I can sing. I'm a great singer. My mom said it. Because so many of them do that. Yeah, yeah. No. I said, I love you to pieces, but I'm telling you right now. Don't. But she also told me at seven that she wanted to be president. And I said, do it. Go for it. Right. You right. know, I believe that someday if you want to be president, you can. But she didn't have that natural talent to be a singer. And I told her that. And she came to me like a year ago. She's like, Mom, that was really mean that you said that to me. Somebody said I had a good voice. And I'm like, well, um, you don't have <laughs> that good of a voice to be on American Idol and say, well, and, my and, mom said. And there's one thing. If you if she you got it, she had a voice and you want to get some training, let's get some tra- let's teach, mm-hmm. let's get a, a, vo- a voice coach. You know, that's a whole other thing. But to go up there and think, oh, I can sing and I can't and no one told me. So I think at yeah. the end of the day, I think we need as a culture treat people, uh, tell them, speak the truth in love, mm-hmm. but also understand at the end of these issues, there's people. And I'm just, uh, I'm a lot of these subjects that, it's hard to talk about because as soon as you disagree with other people, they demonize you. They start calling names because just because you disagree with them. And that's a problem too. Yeah. So, you know, I, like I love what Clarence Thomas said. He said, I refuse to get bullied and I'm not going to get bullied. I'm not going to get bullied to be, to shut up about truth, but I'm a, I'm a, you can, you can try to demonize me. And I've had somebody recently do this to me, tell me that I'm a transphobe that I don't, and I, I, 
they accused me of standing up in front of the whole school and telling them that I'll never respect somebody who's trans. Mm-hmm. I said the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And even students got online and started saying, yeah, he didn't say that. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to start a war, but the truth is, don't put words in my mouth because I don't agree with you mm-hmm. because I have a different view than you. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's agree to disagree, but commit to decency. So when it comes to all these issues, I try my best to not call names, not get in arguments, but understand you may uh, think of something, you may have a different view on this than I do, but I'm going to treat you with respect. Yeah. And that's the sad part is everybody just wants everybody to think the same. And that's not how we're built. That's not how we're made. That's, that's how the not world how, works. <laughs> it's, not, it's not anything. And we're all meant to be different. We're all individuals. Yeah, we're all human. We all have our insides are pretty much the same, right? Um, we all bleed red, all that kind of stuff. But we're meant to think differently. And if we all felt the same way... It would be a very boring world. Well, not only we that, we, we wouldn't come to truth either. Like, we would never come up with cures for different diseases. We wouldn't come up because everybody doesn't think the same. So yeah. your idea helps me get better, helps me think of this, helps me think of that. That's why when I'm working with schools or working with professional development, I said we do a brainstorming session. No idea is bad at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's put it all up there. Why? Because your idea may lead to another idea, at least a third idea that we wouldn't have got to if you didn't put your idea on the board. You, mel- you felt it was stupid, it was dumb, but it helped somebody think of this and mm-hmm. it got us where we need to go. So the idea that we disagree on stuff is great because we can get to better solutions when we can bring our thoughts to the table and chop them up. And here's the deal. I bring my thoughts to the table and I fully expect somebody might chop them up, and I don't have that's not my personhood that's being mm-hmm. chopped up. Yeah. That's my idea. I don't attach myself to all my ideas because I am better than my ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm more than my ideas. I'm more than my success. I'm more than my failures. And I think um, we need to see that as a culture. I want to help kids think that too, because some of the kids are struggling because their identity is based on their grades, that they get straight A's, do this, and they think, if I don't get this, then I'm worthless. And I've heard that conversation. Like, yeah. if I don't get an A, I'm worthless. No, that's not true at all. You're more than your grades because mm-hmm. um, you have value because of who you are. And I think, for me, personally, going bottom line is that I believe we've all been creating an image of God. Our value should come from there first and foremost. Um, all this other stuff does not last. There's no foundation. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest problems in our culture. We don't have a foundation. We're trying to do our own thing and build our own houses. And guess what? We're building chicken coops instead of skyscrapers because we've rejected the foundation of life. Well, no, first one is, uh, hello, Mr. Brown. Hello, Mr. Brown. That's just me personally. Then we have the Choose Well program. That's what we do with schools. And then we have Proclaim Ministries, Connecting Faith and Life. And not to mention Life with the Browns. That's my family. Um, Four, I have, we have four, I have five YouTube channels, I think. So I have two YouTube channels for Choose Our Program. I have uh, Hello, Mr. Brown Kids, mm-hmm. which is for our kids. Oh, yeah. So how do I separate them? I don't really. I, I kind of like, I'm the same person where I go. I kind of talk deeply in individual subjects. So if, yeah. for example, say you're a school teacher, you teach math, you teach history, and you teach uh, English, right? You're not three different people, mm-hmm. but when you go into math class, you're teaching math, right? Yeah. And you're teaching, but overall, you're teaching education. So I think how all those come together is I want people to make better choice, live better life. So whether that's your faith life, whether that's your family life, whether that's your school life, it all fits together for me. So it's me. I'm sharing it all. And sometimes, you know, I, schools may not want me to talk about some things more deeply, and that's fine because that's the subject I'm talking about. I'm talking about mm-hmm. school at this point, right? Um, so I, I don't become three different people, but... I kind of talk, and you haven't. I, I do want to start another channel too on tech stuff because I like tech oh, stuff. Have you gone tech on us? Well, I, my, look at the, I, I got all microphones, yeah. my cameras, and and stuff you can do on your iPhone. Like, so I'm, then what would you do on this channel? 
it would just call Mr. Brown, I don't know, just tech stuff, like talking about, like, for example, most people have, like, a lot of people have iPhones and don't know half stuff the iPhones can do. Uh-huh. And I, I love sharing tips about. I told some. I was I was at a I was speaking an event in uh, Washington D.C. Now Washington, Washington, Washington State, um, Seattle area. And uh, I met these people I had known before, and I showed them something doing the phone. They were like, oh, "How do you do that?" Like I, it was something simple, like changing your name on your iPhone. Like when you airdrop stuff to people, they mm-hmm. know what airdrop was either. I told yeah. them what airdrop is, and you know, I can change your name. It's, it's a iPhone. You can change it to whatever you want your iPhone yeah. to be named. They know how to do that. They were just blown away by that. I have a question for you later. <laughs> Something I've been trying to do for years, but even like I made a video about the can opener. Do you know most of us can use can opener wrong? Like, like I, not wrong, but it's a different way. So you know, you can use a can <laughs> opener. I was always taught to put it on the side, mm-hmm. but you know, you can put it on top and you can get up so it doesn't have that sharp edge anymore. Mm-hmm. So it takes off that whole part, so it doesn't have the sharp edge anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Nobody told me that. Well, I have one that doesn't do the sharp edge. That but specifically all of them. you're supposed to do it that way because I had an incident when I was young <laughs> of a sharp edge. And so. I just saw a video about this. It's not really mm-hmm. tech related, but you ever strain spaghetti? Like, like you make spaghetti, you put in the strainer, the colander, I used to, whatever. I don't eat pasta anymore, okay, but so, yeah. So when you should do that, you just take it and pour it into that mm-hmm. and go like that, right? Did you know you can just put the, the colander in the pot, turn it over, and it strains and it stays in the pot? <laughs> Maybe, maybe this isn't. That's not techie. Those last two things are not techie. So maybe I want to do. Maybe practi- he needs to do practical tips for everyday living. Yeah, yeah. I, when I saw that, I'm like, that is hilarious. It was a, it was a, it was an Instagram reel, and somebody did it, and they were like, what? Everybody re- reacted to it. Like yeah. I've never seen that before. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for that tough conversation. And you know what? Hopefully it's encouraging to you. We said a tough conversation, but hopefully you got something out of it as a parent to help you move forward. Because again, it is hard being a parent. Remember, real parents aren't perfect and perfect parents aren't real. So you can't be perfect. You make better choice to be the best parent you can be. So thanks for joining us. And if you listen to this, thank you for listening to us. Leave us a message. Leave us a comment. Give us a rating. If you listen to a podcast app, if you're on YouTube, hey, like, subscribe, share, leave a comment in the comment section and check out the merch links. You can get you a choose well. Oh, yeah. T-shirt or consider others T-shirt. It'd be great to have for your whole family. Matter of fact, use your whole family to get shirts and then you can take a picture on Choose Well Wednesday hashtag it, and I will see your family. But for all the information, visit our website, thechoosewellprogram.com. Once again, that's thechoosewellprogram.com. In the meantime, when you make better choices, you will live a better life. So choose well. Oh, yeah.